Okay, good morning everybody. Can you hear me okay? All right, perfect. I'm going to make sure that I can click through here, but uh, whoa, that was a little bit unexpected. So, tough to follow uh, Mr. Hurry here and all this uh, really exciting talk about blockchain space and NFTs for uh, data, space data. So, I'm, I'm a little bit more grounded, um, but I think also probably an interesting interesting idea, interesting, uh, really kind of focusing on uh, an actual practical solution. Um, I'm Jim Nasser, by the way. I'm, I'm the CEO of Acor. I'm really a developer at heart, and, and my company builds technologies in this space, and we've been doing so for a number of years. So my focus is much more really on, on applications we have already built and really kind of showing to you how it works at a glance. All right. Assuming this works. Uh, let's see. There we go. Okay. So I'm going to be highlighting a company called Health Ready. Uh, it's a collaboration and a project that we've uh, been working on for about a year and a half, two years, give or take. And here's a little video just to talk about them. Medical records at the touch of a button. Whether you need access to your records on the go or need to provide consent for treatment, Health Ready is designed to be a safe, secure, easy access place to store your healthcare data on your terms. To get started, simply download the app, link your current patient records with your provider, and gain immediate access to your records whenever you need them. Health Ready, your health data at your control. So uh, this is by no means a unique idea. Obviously, I think there's been a number of apps, some very good ones, some not so good, with this idea of how do we empower patients, how do we incentivize them, how do we use blockchain technologies to make it more transparent, democratize, uh, provide more accountability. And really what we're doing is along those lines. Uh, however, I think where we're a little bit different is how we go about doing it and this idea of and, and it was kind of noted here, this really this idea that is highly usable. And, and the things we're doing with blockchain or anything else we're doing is very much happening behind the scenes and, and doesn't overtly impact you. So um, what's the vision for Health Ready? It's a number of things. These are common themes. I think uh, Mary spoke about some of this. Uh, um, Sir Harry talked about it. Empowering patients, for sure, for them to get to their data uh, through the Cures Act. Most of you guys, I, I know you know this. Uh, you now have, you're legally able to use your own consent or your agent through your agent, retrieve your health records. We certainly tap into this. Um, but it's more than just getting your health data. It's synchronizing it. It's keeping it updated. It's sharing it and doing it all accountably, providing consent. Uh, this idea of, of establishing trust, this is a common, I guess, uh, theme that's thrown around with blockchain, blockchain trust, I'm very much of this idea that it's really about computational trust. You know, that there's a thousand and one ways of killing a cat. It's, it's about the same thing with blockchain. You could say you have blockchain and not really have, you know, kind of a leaderless uh, implementation, not really have computational trust. We're very much of the idea of using public blockchains for doing so. Um, we're really big on this idea of proving authenticity of transactions, of data, for instance, space data that you're storing in NFT. Is it really authentic? Did that really happen? Can you prove it? Can you prove it in real time? Can you prove it publicly? All those things are check marks for us. It's not just a saying. You have to literally prove it on demand at any time. And that's very much our thinking. Um, again, incentivizing patients is, is an idea. 
affecting human behavior is a huge issue. We all know this. Uh, we've done a number of things already. I'm going to talk a little bit later about the reward system that we're building, have built, and are extending. Uh, it's really this, this idea of, of the so what question. So what? Why should I do this? There's got to be a reason. Or there's got to be some motivations to do, this, to do this. And certainly this idea of content creator space, I think, applies to patients with their health data as well. Um, increasing reach. So it turns out, particularly when it comes to orphan drug development, drug development for rare diseases, that is very hard to reach the underserved. Really, really hard. I know physicians here, and, and I'm certainly not one. You guys know this, you know it better than I do. So again, almost everybody, and it turns out even in, in faraway countries, places where you don't necessarily think people have smartphones, they actually have smartphones. They have access. In fact, in, in Africa, where the average age, for instance, in Kenya is, is 19, almost everybody has a smartphone. So it's a fallacy to think that they can't get to data or they can't get to information. The question is, you know, can you make it easy enough? You know, is it part of the, the regular stream of consciousness, or is it some extra work that you have to do? So increasing reach to the underserved is a part of it. And then ultimately, if we can do this, incentivize patients, get real data moving, we can, and also, frankly, connect researchers with patients in much more of a real-time scenario that can improve clinical studies. Um, so we have a platform. This, I'm going to get a little bit more technical. Apologies in advance. I'm a technology professional. But basically, the, the core idea behind the health ready platform is interoperability. Mary mentioned this at the beginning. It's hugely important. Healthcare is, is siloed. We know this. Anybody who's dealt with it knows this. All of us have like seven different systems that, that we use or have access to for various health information. And, and that's really the case across the board. So having data that's interoperable can, can tap, into, tap into interoperable technologies such as FIRE, the fast healthcare interoperability resources which is, again, supported by Cures Act, is really, really important. If you don't design interoperability in mind, you're not going to be successful. Uh, that's my, my, I guess, principle here. Um, certainly secure. I think we all know about HIPAA, privacy preservation, uh, you know, and things like this. Uh, blockchain can certainly help. It's not the silver bullet, though, right? Blockchain allows you to show transparency. Blockchain doesn't, like, disallow you from doing dumb things, right? So... Um, Fast is very, very important. I mentioned this before. The technology needs to work as if you're tapping into Facebook on your phone. If it's clunky, which is just about all of healthcare software traditional, people are not going to be excited by using it. It needs to be a modern, consumer-oriented experience. That's what we're doing. And then the DLT, the distributed ledger technology blockchain, really the core of the idea is can we impute transparency computationally? Not, you don't have to trust me. Hey, who am I? Trust the cryptography. Trust the proven methodologies and, and the proven technologies that, that can, you know, you can look at the code, you could have a third party vet that. That's the basic idea. All right, um, I'm going to show you a demo momentarily, but just, just at a glance, this is our consumer app. There's also a researcher portal and an admin portal. But just on the bottom, really, is, is more interesting stuff about blockchain. You know, we do data sampling of transactions, all patient transactions, including things like consent. Uh, sharing um, the, the, the steps and the workflow to uh, either be included or excluded for clinical trials and clinical research. All of that is data stamped in real time in like seconds, literally seconds, at a very, very low cost. Low cost as in one cent or less, right? Very different than, 
you know, like NFTs and, and Ethereum as example, where it could be anywhere from $100 to you know, $8,000, depending on the gas fee. Um, we use it in our hash graph. I have a slide just to talk about why we're doing that, what, what's the point. Um, we use uh, non-fungible tokens for all kinds of reasons, right? You know, there's, we manage, our thinking is, you can, again, this is, NFTs have got a wrap as, as um, maybe a singular use for, for content creation, you know, uh, maybe music and, and royalties and things like this. The core of an NFT is, is a unique, indivisi indivisible identifier to something. That's what it really is. It's a non-fungible identifier. That's the purpose we use it for. For our reward system, we are using NFTs for, for more, I would say, more traditional, uh, if you could call it traditional, kind of reward mechanisms too. But the data stamping and, and tracking things like consent or, or, or data flow and things like this is really to, to make sure we have a unique identifier and then we can show all associated transactions. Um, I'm going to stop here, but uh, this is a architecture thing. I apologize in advance. If you're interested, I'm happy to talk to you about this later. It is very modern technologies. We do microservices. It's containerized. Of course, we have lots of security, and you know, we have up there, we, we have the um, researcher portal. The researchers interacting with us. We have the patient through the patient app primarily, uh, but with both uh, patient app is currently available on Apple uh, Store and, and Google Play. It's been available since February in its production. You can download it if you want to. It's free. Um, oops, did I mean to do that? Yeah, there we go. And then we also have, and this is, again, going back to the point about interoperability. We use Fire APIs and API Gateway to directly and automatically connect to over 10,000 uh, healthcare record providers. Now, it turns out that's nowhere near all of the healthcare providers in the U.S., we have some other things we're working on. Unfortunately, there's still real need for manual intervention at times, uh, but it certainly is a whole lot better than trying to build one-to-one -one piping to electronic health record systems, which you will never catch up with. Okay, moving on. Um, I mentioned we use Hedera. It's a public DLT. There's all kinds of reasons why we do this. Um, I'm going to... We should be good on timing. I should... Uh, again, I'm happy to talk to you about this offline. This is a whole book. I spent hours talking about this. But the net of it is, in practical terms, it's economically viable. It's very, very cheap. So that means we could do millions or, or hundreds of millions of transactions uh, at a very reasonable cost that can be amortized in, in a software as a subscription model. So we can abstract the cost. I don't have to give you a line item for my blockchain cost. I can abstract it as value in what I'm offering as a subscription. We think that's really important. The stable uh, coin pricing, which means that I'm not going to go out of business next month because I miscalculated what the price is going to be, which is very possible, by the way, if you do with Ethereum, certainly layer one. If you go layer two on side chains and things like that, different story, perhaps. Um, it's very fast. It's got all kinds of services. It's highly scalable, thousands of transactions per second. Um, and it's very, very sustainable. I, I know everybody talks about ESG, right? You know, it's, it's kind of a thing. Right, especially for big corporations, um, you know, and certainly this this idea of the environmental, the E in, in the ESG, in the context of blockchain is, is about sustainability. How much energy, kilowatts per hour, are you burning to do this stuff? And if you look at Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, and many of the other ones, it's very high. Hedera uh, is not. And there's also you can see on the right hand side here the column. There's a who's who of corporations are the governance council for Hedera. We love that because we're building very conservative, hopefully long-term solutions for 
healthcare, which is very conservative. So having a fly-by-night technology as an underlying means for a system of truth is not a very good idea. Again, I'm going to move on from that. So just a quick demo. Um, you can download this if you want to, but you can kind of see there's, there's all kinds of things that, that we do here. Um, you can see you can retrieve your records. I think this example is going to show you uh, in, well, and look at your payments. You can look for clinical trials that you're interested in participating in. In this example, we're looking at, um, we're working on an outfit that's working on, on pediatric cancer. So this is about neuroblastoma. Uh, we actually surface um, all of clinicaltrials.gov through this app, if you can believe it. And we also have, if you go on, on to our website, you see this. We have clinicaltrials.aircore.com. So all of clinicaltrials.gov, we have indexed in our own data lake. To, to make available through this kind of mechanism super easy, right? That's how we really do it. That's the secret sauce behind all this. Um, again, also, this is showing how we can connect to a uh, record provider. Uh, this is Piedmont um, Healthcare you know, in Atlanta, where, where I live, or where we live, most of us live. Um, you know, you can see here, you go, now this is uh, the Piedmont native in interaction. And it's basically saying, what do you consent to? How often do you want to synchronize your data? All this stuff is happening live, so you know. In this case, I'm going to choose one month uh, for consenting to synchronize, and, and we're going to upload the data. This usually takes about 15 minutes, so we're not going to have people wait around for 15 minutes. We're going to do it behind the scenes. Um, and again, here now you can see that the record has been populated, so that's you know, immunizations. You know, you can look at, look at your allergies and observations and various other things. Um, we also, certainly to begin with, we had this idea of, of providing some basic reward mechanism for uh, synchronizing health record, and that was done through uh, you know, HFAR, which is a native token. But we have since also extended this into a much more extensive reward system using uh, kind of a token economics idea. All right. So here's the quick, this is actually in development right now, just a sneak peek for you guys. So we've added this my rewards category, and you'll see there's all kinds of ways in which you can get rewards, and, and you know, we have a help-ready token, a minted token, custom token. Again, I'm happy to talk about this. You know, we can talk hours about token economics. It's a very rich topic, but I only have a few seconds. <laughs> all right, so that's really it. That's the end of my presentation. Uh, this is us. I think a lot of you guys know us. I'm happy to be reached. We've been published in all kinds of journals and things for, for a while. You know, I, I think that's just a reflection of us having built real systems. That's all I got for you. Thank you so much.